You're listening to The Ontos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories and the pursuit of being in truth. I'm Mac. And I'm Vaughn. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. I sleep but a few hours each night. We must press forward, traveling as much as we can each day. But when I finally lie down, I find sleep elusive. The same thoughts that trouble me during the day are only compounded by the stillness of night. And above all, I hear the thumping sounds from above, the pulsing from the mountains, drawing me closer with each beat. All right, chapter 22. Chapter 22. Okay. So... We open up almost in parallel to Kelsier with Vin reading the Lord Rules journal. But the cool part here is she reads section of the journals that we have not gotten in the epigraphs yet. She reads about how the terrorist people have abilities. They have abilities where they can store up strength for another time. Um, and that... The Lord Ruler on his during his journeys witnessed the terrorists needing to lie in a very weakened state in their pack or in their like sleeping bags and stuff to store up this energy for later use. And we, you know, oh, I'm, I'm just excited. I was about to jump ahead because I was about to say we're going to talk to Caesar. We are going to talk to Caesar. We're going to get a couple of answers. But she reads about this and she wonders. Uh, the Lord Ruler in his journal wonders. Does it have something to do with all the, the jewelry they're wearing all the time? And that's kind of where she stops reading at that point. And Spook surprises her. You know, is like, yeah, hey, like Dachshund's here talking to Lord Renew. And I, I mean, I'm I'm definitely translating for Spook here. Because it was mm-hmm. like the wasn't the what. <laughs> but who's the wasn't the wasn't the have. Yeah. So Spook basically tells her that Dachshund is here meeting with Lord Renew. And he gives her a handkerchief and runs off. And Vin's like okay he's a he's a strange one and so she goes to talk to Sazed for multiple reasons she's like i need to know why spook gave me this weird handkerchief that's kind of weird but also i just need to talk to Sazed because what the heck are the terrorist people thank you then what the heck are the terrorist people um so she goes and she notices that Sazed is not wearing glasses and she's like Last time I came in, you were wearing glasses, and now you're not wearing glasses. What the heck is up with you, Sazed? And Sazed starts, like, nerding out <laughs> about how he's learning so much from the journal. And Vin learns that he's learning about his own people because out of all the religions he has, his the, religious, the religion of the terrorist people and the keepers themselves, they've lost it. They do not remember any of it. And so getting all these things we've been learning with the terrorist people in the epigraphs says it is learning as well at this point this was not knowledge that the keepers had so says it talks about how the world's beautiful he's like man the terrace mountains like terrace terrace now is like a, an icy wasteland and he goes but before in these like in these readings in the journal it says they're mountainous with like lush green fields and snow-capped mountains and we get this feeling with like him learning this, you know, we're assuming that the, the Lord Ruler's journal is accurate because why would why would it be false, you know, if it's not information that's spread across? It's they were keeping it in like a shrine, essentially. And so if this information is true, we learn that Mare was right when she told Kelsier about all these things, about how she believed the world was supposed to be beautiful and green and everything, and which means Kelsier's right. This is how the world used to be 
for the Lord Ruler's ascension. And so, yeah, he's nerding out, and Vin's like, well, gosh darn, I'm over here trying to just be a useful, useful ska spy, and wouldn't it be so much easier for me to be a useful spy if I just knew exactly how you terrorist people did what you do, you know? I might just miss it. Oh no. And says it's like, <sighs> fine, fine. <laughs> You're right. And Vin checkmate says it is like, you need to tell me about your powers at least a little bit more than you've told me before because I might miss something. And says it's like, "You're right. You're right. You're annoying, but you're right." Um and so we learn about a new magic system. Sazed refers to it as Ferrokimi. He basically explains that keepers can store attributes in metal. And she went, wait, is it like your sight? Like, did you like have like, you know, extra like senses with your sight when you came looking for me? And that's why you're wearing glasses all the time. And he goes, and he goes, he doesn't say yes, but he gets all quiet. But, Vin's right on the point there, right? He's storing up, when he's using glasses, he's storing up sight in some one of these metal mines that he has available to him. And she goes, well, the, the journals told me you can you can save up strength, too. Hmm, what else can you save? And he's like, yeah, no, 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 no. All you need to know is, like, I can store sight, I can store strength, and I can store memories inside metal. And so that's, we now know it's it's official there. He doesn't create memories with metal. He stores his own memories into the metal mind, which is why he's able to keep track of so much information. Yes, you know, he give Brandon gives us a little taste there because <laughs> it's not all of it and we're going to get more later. But man, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, you know, it's neat. There, you know, we mentioned in the very beginning. There are multiple magic systems here. And we're getting a look at the second one. It's the implications. Cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. We, you know, Sazed reveals to Vin, he's wearing these massive braces on his arms. He has all these, like, all this jewelry and earrings on his face. You know, he has different piercings and stuff. Like, just basically his entire body looks like, uh, looks like a person who, you know, walks, is walking in for their 20th tattoo and 15th piercing. Like, he's just all statted out with jewelry. And we learn they all have a use. All of this metal that's on his body, he uses it for different things and to store different attributes. Which is so cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Sazed tells her, like, hey, this is all I'm giving you. Ben wants more, but he's like, listen, I have to keep this quiet because the Lord Ruler hates us. And he's like, I'm hoping to find out why he hates us because even the Keepers don't know why the Lord Ruler essentially tries to prosecute them, you know? He goes, does he fear us because of our powers? I don't know. But they're basically being hunted, like hunted down, you know, and stuck. So that there's no more of them. So he's like, "I the less you know, the better." Exactly. So Vin goes, "All right, that is fair. You know, you met me in the middle. You know, you gave me more than what I wanted, to, or you gave me enough." But uh, one more question: What the heck's this handkerchief for? And he's like, "It's a handkerchief." And she's like, "Oh man, you've been you've been around Kelsier too much." And says, "It's like, yeah, I think he's corrupting me a bit." <laughs> um, but what, where's the handkerchief from? And she explains that Spook gave it to her. And he goes, ah, in noble society, a man gives you a handkerchief if he, if he wants to court you. Oi. Ooh. Vin's like, God, why? No. <laughs> no. Lord ruler. Um, <laughs> he's 
she's pretty nervous by that thought. She goes, well, I'm going to have to handle that at some point. Um, she's like, he's so much younger than me. And says, it's like, he's a year younger than you. He goes, no, I turned 17 last week. He goes, okay, he's like a year and two weeks younger than you. <laughs> it's like, it's like I, you're eight. I'm eight and a half. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but yeah, she's like, man, I have to deal with that. And oh, that's rough. And she talks more about Saison. And we learned a little bit more about the crew. We learned Ham has a family. What? Like he's been off training people in, in the caves and everything. Where's his family? And, and says like, well, no one really knows. You know, Ham just has a family that he, he stays separated from to keep them safe. Okay. And says it kind of points out, Vin, do you not talk to any of your friends? And Vin's like, oh, crap. I have friends. Yeah, this is what it's like to have friends. I have to talk to them. Oh, no. <laughs> And she she does realize, she goes, man, yeah, I've actually started to see these people as my friends, and I don't know very much about them. And so she's like, I'm going to change that, and I'm going to go visit Doxon. And so she goes to visit Doxon after his meeting with Lord Renew. And Doxon's talking. Doxon's just, dude, Doxon's laid back with this stuff. She starts mm-hmm. asking him questions, and he, no allomancy required. He just like, yeah, I was a plantation ska. You know, it was life. You know, was it bad? She goes, well, it was the only life I had to compare at that point. You know, now I would see it as bad, but before it was just life. And she goes, did, you know, did you love someone? He goes, oh yeah, I love someone and my plantation master, you know, he was, he was a pretty good dude. Relatively, like relative to other, other plantation masters, he was a pretty good dude. But yeah, he wanted to have his fun and he, he bet her and killed her. And he's just so nonchalant about this. Yeah, like this is just the way it is. He's like, this was just life though. Because Vin kept like, Vin's like, oh my gosh, like, why aren't you freaking out? Because up to this point, he's seen, like, March and Kelsphere, which is like the like the tragedy bros over here mm-hmm. with how they're dealing with stuff. And Doxon's just like, that was my life. Like, I can't change it. It was what I was given. And now he goes, I made, made, my, made a better life for myself, but that's just what it was. It was life. And we see that Doxon has a hate for the nobleman the same way Kelsier does, just not to the same degree. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Vin tries to mention that not all noblemen are bad people. You you realize that, right, Doxon? And Doxon's like, no, they have you duped. You know, they have you duped. They're all terrible people, but that's just life. And Kelsier, like, you see this, you see a form of hate, but it's... How would you describe it? It's it's like controlled hate. It's, it's like this, this sense of like understanding, like uh, it's the banality of evil. Like, yeah, this is terrible, and but this is who they are, and that's the thing is like, this is like they don't see it as evil. They don't see it as bad. They just that's just their the way they are. Yeah, it's like and it's like so how... you can say like, oh, they're not all the same. Yes, they are. They just don't see it as evil, and they move on. It's. I kind of thought when I thought about it when I first heard, I saw it as how some people would look at nature, right? If you go, you know, push a, a bear cub around and Mama comes and eats you, no one's gonna look at that and go like that was evil, right? That was that was just the nature. And it's like Doxon had the same view of like their nature was just evil. That's it. It's just what how the world is. And like it's really it's a stark contrast to me because it's hate the same way Kelsier has hate, but Kelsier has like passionate hate and Doxon's just like they're evil that's how it is but the big thing that he was talking that he revealed to her was you know the nature of skull women in noble society yeah he reveals how 
they're pretty much just used and tossed to the side. They're not even that. Like they're, it's like they're bedded, uh, you know, against their will, and then they are killed. They have to be killed, and that pretty much every noble man does this. And it's not not they do it out in the open, and like even noble women just have to deal with it. And they're just like, yeah, they don't even see it as cheating if they if they bed a skull woman, but they have to be killed afterwards, and they are, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, and Vin starts to think, is Ellen the same way? And that's the end of this chapter. So, I mean, huge. So much going on. I mean, There's so much going on. Before we jump into it, though, please, if you've been listening and you're enjoying what you're hearing, give us a like. Give us a rating. Rate us, please. Something. Uh, Once again, thank you for all the people who have. Everyone who's done it already, thank you so much. It is you know, it's it, a huge help. It's a huge help, and I'm I would be lying if I said that it's pretty funny to see Max smile get bigger and bigger every time we wake <laughs> up the next day. So so it's yeah, awesome. It's it's fun. We appreciate y'all. All right, okay. So lots of things happening in this chapter, um, and it's kind of a big. Um, uh, let's start with a big the the probably the biggest one that's going to follow us for a long time, Ferrokimi. Ferrokimi. So this one, here's the thing, right? This one would probably be the hardest one to stay away from spoilers in this case because I can't remember when did they reveal slash didn't reveal. Yeah. So one thing I will mention it's it's a it's a word of Brandon for those of you who are new here. Word of Brandon is when our good old author here, Mr. Sanderson, decides that he's going to answer something that is pertinent to the world, just in an interview or something like that, and. This is, I'm going to say, is a is a non-spoiler word of Brandon because he likes to talk about this when he talks about the Mistborn trilogy, but he just says, I like to focus on a different magic system every book. And so we're going to get more about this in the future. So we're going to kind of shy away from this and only focus on what's been revealed to us here. But we do know now that it is official, like says it does have something going on. Yeah, fair not Alamancy. It's not Alamancy. He he makes it very direct. He tells Vin, like, listen. You're using metals as a, for, a form of energy. I'm not. I am storing my own attributes in the metal. And now it explains like how he could know like a thousand languages and like hundreds of religions and all this other stuff. They're literally like on this. It's like it's like a flash drive for him. What did he do to the Steel Inquisitor? We just learned he can re- he can store up strength. And we heard just like this crack. Did like say it like cold cock this guy just whack? I mean something. I mean so that's the thing. It's like it's it, he he was trying to shy away from things, but like we already hear like okay, there is this other magic system that we haven't really heard much about that not everyone can do that allows you to you know store things up, and we don't know what the implications of that are, but now we know that's there. And this is a classic Brandon thing where he answers one thing and he leaves five more things on the table. <laughs> It is true, but the thing is, I love getting this little bit of insight because we learn for sure, you know, Sasa could store up strength. It makes a lot more sense why Kelsier's like, yeah, I pity the man who gets in front of an angry keeper. And why he was like in the previous chapters, we would talk about how he would take him along with everything and not worry about his safety at all. And, you know, how he was like constantly on, on Kelsier's good side. Like, this is like Kelsier, understandably respectable. Yeah, and Kelsier trusted him to protect Vin, and he did. So, I mean, um, Pharaoh Kimi is like, is going to be a thing that's going to follow us for a long time. Um, so it's cool that now we got it like revealed, like this is a thing. This is a thing. Our suspicions have been confirmed. Um, 
we get that spook it's been kind of implied but like spook's yeah. got a thing for vin so we'll oh, see. no love triangle we have we'll see how that how that pans out mm-hmm. um but what we're gonna see you know definitely over the next over the next few chapters like this thing about noble culture we've been seeing it dangled yeah. in front of us that you know everyone keeps getting on about how the nobles are terrible terrible people and up until Vin started going to these balls it was obvious like look at how bad the scar treated look at how you know uh how uh you know how they act how they do um how they you know don't seem to care but it seems like Vin was like well maybe they just didn't know about this stuff well, now we get revealed like there is this objectively bad thing that is very well known, very, you know, set up in, in noble culture or or among the noble people. And they're just very blase about it. Yeah. Doxon even reveals that, like, you know, there are brothels where where the skull women are there. And basically it's a it's a um a death sentence because in order to make sure that there's absolutely no chance that there's a spawn with a nobleman like they're essentially used up until they show the first signs or sometimes they're just even used up and killed after like before nine months can even happen and that's that's the thing is that it's one of those things to be like oh well you know maybe someone will have the ethics of you know you know betting someone against their will but you have to kill them. That's the law. Yeah. It's the law you have to kill them. And so this idea of, oh, they're just ska, that is not something they think about of, oh, they're just ska so they can be servants. They are literally just killed without, you know, any real thought about it. And yeah, we heard about the kid, you know, who got killed, his throat slit or whatever. But this is just the, it's one of those things that Vin, I think, could brush away of like, well, that happened in the dark and the mist of whatever. But this is like something that Doxon says, this is regular. Everyone expects this. Yeah, this is a normal thing. That's what Vin is like. We mentioned before the copium. Vin cannot push this away because, like you said, she could justify and say, oh, you know, the people in there might have not known that that, that boy was to be killed. You know, the people who saw the boy or heard the noise, they might have not thought that he's going to get killed for that reason. This might have just been the guard being cruel or whatever. But based on what Doxon is saying, this is a n- normal part of noble culture. And the other thing is, is that those are also things that they don't participate directly in. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, my guard killed someone. Okay, but they didn't kill it by their own hands. But this is something that they do participate in. And that's that's kind of that's kind of a big reveal for Vin. Because like she she keeps saying it. She's like, but everything's so pretty. They're so elegant. They're so nice. How could they possibly be a part of something? This can't be real, right? Well, I mean... Dotson says like you ask anyone you're gonna find out about it and she's like it couldn't be ellen right well next chapter we're gonna find out hey guys it's matt thanks for listening to the autos podcast you'll start seeing regularly scheduled episodes starting november 14 2022 if you'd like to follow us please consider subscribing we're a small project so please support us with likes and comments because that's what the algorithms crave if you're listening to the YouTube channel, please hit the notification bell. And if you really want to give us a boost, consider supporting us on Patreon so we can give Vaughn a better mic.